step right up, it's nailed. A halo by halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. I'm Jessica. I'm Blake. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that was good. You did a good job. Thank you. You remembered all the words. Thank you. No and, script. No script. And I didn't remember them the first time mm. we tried this. So this one is Halo 22, baby. That's right. Beside you in time. The live concert film on Blu-ray. Well, for us, it was Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. DVD, HD DVD, mm-hmm. Laserdisc, VHS, Beta. Uh, beta Mac, yeah. Beta. No live album accompaniment, though, like we had with and all that could have been. And you know what? That's a goddamn shame. It kind of is a shame. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Hey, before we dive into this, though, mm-hmm. do we have any nine-inch news? So everything is in the news today. We have an update on the Hideo Kojima. I probably fucked that up. The news about the video game man who video made game the, man. the Death Stranding and the, the Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Uh-huh. People speculate he and Reznor and Ross are working together for a new scary game. And it looks more likely because Hideo has been posting himself meeting up with Reznor and Ross on the Instagram. Got a nice little shot of the three of them Mm -hmm. hanging out. Posted some autographed uh, albums. Looks like the social network and Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah. He had them sign his CDs, it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's one more thing he posted that was – actually, I don't know what this is. It's a device, but it has – I mean, is this a Zune? I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, it's not a Zune. Um, but it has a picture of a cassette immigrant song, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross featuring Karen O. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I figured it was some app that that looks like <laughs> with a cassette uh, – mm. Uh, interface or something. I don't Kinda know. Kind of like how Tidal used to have the spinning yeah. record. Yeah. Something like that. So he's listening to Immigrant Song. Is that a clue? Mm-hmm. I hope Kara Noah is coming back to collaborate. Oh, that I would be so. sick. Because that song was sick. That was a very sick collab. I agree. So maybe they're doing some music for this spooky game. Or, or maybe they're just real good friends. Or isn't there a movie being made of Death Stranding? Yeah, I heard that there was, but I, I I guess maybe. Death Stranding already had a composer, but could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing is, nothing is confirmed. So speculate all you want. Could be. They're, they're just buddies. Right. Yeah. We've been disappointed before. And Hideo's kind of like, listen, I just want to promote my friends in this underground band, Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I like this band. They signed my CDs, okay? I think that's all the news we have, though. Yeah, I think so. Okay, should we get into it then? Let's do it. So before we start, can I play a little promo clip? It's not actually, it's a long promo clip, but just to give listeners an idea in case they've never watched this before. Was this like played on primetime TV or something? Uh to get people excited. You know, I don't know. This is the extended trailer. My guess is that it was put up on the, uh, they made like a little promotional page, halo22.nin.com. Mm. My guess it was it was up on yeah, that. Yeah, probably. I didn't see it on TV. I didn't either. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
kind of visuals we got here. Trezner looking all sweaty in his sleeveless shirt. This is the sweatiest concert I've maybe ever seen. It really is. A lot of hand that feeds. This is the extended trailer, by the way. Yeah. 24 songs in high definition. Finally, high def. <laughs> Unlike that last one. Some wish. Lots of strobe lights, lots of sweat, lots of silhouettes. Those are the three main things on this tour. The three S's. Strobes, Strobes sweat, sweats, silhouettes. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have called the... Mm-hmm. They should have called it. Let me name your tours. Uh, this, this was a highlight mm-hmm. of the show for sure. Eraser. sampling of the visuals I'm guessing I'm not looking at it mm-hmm. right now yeah I'm just hearing it are we seeing the monkey attack the birds <laughs> right now it's like soldiers oh oh right the yeah man I love a good hurt sing along mm. climax of the show this is a really good hurt I gotta say mm-hmm. oh, the rock and roll version of only a preview of that we got the, the triple H of course mm-hmm. that's it Tells you the formats. Go run out when it's available. Get the HD DVD before (laughs) they're gone forever. Okay, so that's just a little taste of. I mean, you can't see it, but that's just a little taste of what you could hear. Yeah, Um, and we're not playing the whole show, so you just go and watch it. I guess definitely (laughs) go and watch it. If you haven't, you probably have. I'm going to withhold final thoughts until the end, but it is pretty amazing final thoughts okay yeah we're not doing rate rankings anymore right we're not rating inch ratings yeah yeah i get we can if we want but unless there's some uh outcry for us to start doing it again (laughs) i don't think there will be (laughs) um it's kind of i like it or i don't like it or it's kind of mid or (laughs) you know just use that kind of there we go uh, so Halo 22, Beside You in Time, released on February 27th, 2007. The formats mm-hmm. it was released on, DVD, Blu-ray, HD DVD. No CD release. Sad shaking guy. That's in my notes. Still only one live album ever officially mm-hmm. from Nin. And I think it's good that there's not like 20 live albums. That's always overkill when bands do that. But... This was a, a good ass live performance or uh, group of performances. So very good. I probably Reznor at like peak. I don't want to say peak. I want to say the best he's ever been live so far. Maybe I, at least when it comes to tension, he was very, pretty damn good. That's later. <laughs> oh, you so far? Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not saying so that far, the performances, obviously, from like that I've seen from like you know earlier tours were bad or anything, but I think that he's got his his voice has never sounded better. Yeah, I I was almost shocked at how good you know top of his game vocal wise he was. And yeah, sobriety is a lot of that. We talk about that in the the bonus feed. We talked about the tours in general. Yes. So this show, there were two dates that were recorded to make this release. And you can tell because there's two shirts. Well, I'm not sure. There is a wardrobe change. Not sure if that was something he did for both of those shows. So it was consistent. Or if one show he was sleeveless and one show he wore the sleeves. I think it's two nights because a wardrobe change would be tough. It's just a top. Unless it... (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... You saw how sweaty he was. No, I know. You know how hard it is to pull off drenched clothing? It's a difficult maneuver. Maybe when he's behind the screen, when it goes back down for the middle of the set, and everything's dark, you don't see Trent for a while, that would be the time to do the wardrobe change, if there is one. Actually, if people who were there, because we weren't, tell us if you saw a wardrobe change... That's what's important about these shows, the clothes, not the music. Well, we will so talk about that on the fashion app. Yeah, fashion is going to dissect this <laughs> big. Now, there are a, there is some fashion, a lot of fashion on this concert film, I got to say. Who was your favorite Luke? Oh, that's tough. I like Alessandro's little jacket. He had a good jacket. Very good jacket. It's kind of uh, military-ish, fitted. Uh I like the zipper on the arm. I mean, Aaron North had a pretty extreme. Love his like leather, long, long, long coat, long, long jacket, blazer, like a long line blazery kind of jacket. I don't know. Right. Um, but some choices were made. Some hair choices were made. Some eyeliner choices were made. Lots of eyeliner choices. There's lots yeah. to look at. Yeah. Um, so those dates, anyway, were March 28th, 2006 in Oklahoma City. And March 30th, okay, 2006 in El Paso. Interesting that mm-hmm. it's all middle America. <laughs> Would El Paso be considered Southwest, not middle America? I don't think anybody considers Texas Southwest. I don't know where. Isn't El Paso kind of? Hold on. I'm looking Maybe. at a map. Texas is its own thing. But I'm just saying it's not coastal. No. It's not. Like big city elite places, it's it's shitholes. And I'm allowed to say that because we live in a shithole. Yeah, I'm going to say El Paso's fucking Southwest. It's right under New Mexico. Okay, okay. And also, I don't think Texas is considered a flyover state like every other state in the Midwest is because people know Texas. It's no, not. but people from the coasts consider everything between flyover. That's true. And we're not. I'm just How saying- dare you? We're feeling a little bit of pride that this show, these two shows, come from here in the flyovers. I'm always uh, happy to see the flyovers represented. Because mm-hmm. you don't you don't see it much, yeah. and, and we love like, to see it. Okay, for instance, we saw Liz Fair in Oklahoma City. Right. We were just there. She came out and played, and after her first track, she was surprised, I think, by the energy from the crowd, because she was like, holy shit, Oklahoma. <laughs> And we were like, yeah. I just want to say we never get anything. Yeah. So we're excited for everything that comes. <laughs> right. Nothing comes here. Nothing comes here. Yeah. We still uh, had to drive four hours. So we, we gives did. you an idea of where we live. 
So, uh, before these shows, though, Reznor announced on Nin.com message boards that these dates would be recorded in HD video for a future release. But I want to point out that other dates were recorded. Um, on NIN Access, uh, a question was submitted by Craig, who said, First, thank you for the best gig I've ever been to, 4th July at Brixton. That gig couldn't have come at a better time to help me deal with some shit. I'm desperately trying to get tickets for the 14th now. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Couple of questions though. I noticed at the show there was a few video cameras about the place. Was it being filmed for a new live DVD? And Reznor said, We filmed and recorded the two Brixton shows. I'm not sure what we'll do with it yet, but I felt the band has solidified nicely and we're nearing the end of this phase of the tour. So other dates have been recorded. We see some of those on the special features, right? Well, we see the summer amphitheater tour. Oh, okay. Like, and you can really see the differences between like the stage yeah, design. Totally it was really cool. Stagecraft. Yeah. Some cool bars with lights hanging in front of the band. Yeah. And then an edited version of Beside You in Time aired on DirecTV's The 101 Network <laughs> in March of that. 2007. Edited. Yeah. Imagine how lame that would be. <laughs> <laughs> even even pay-per-view in 1994 had a unedited Woodstock. So before we get into – before we go track by track, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have a lot to necessarily say about most of these other than that was great, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, just I a have few, details. Well, but. yeah. Few credits. This was directed and edited by Rob Sheridan. Um, mm-hmm. Dave Rave Ogilvy did the stereo mix. There's a yeah. name we all know. I didn't know that till I saw the credits at the end. Dave Rudd, my guess is no relation to Paul Rudd, but I don't know, is director of photography. He's a DP. Huh, must be. Mm-hmm. Lighting and stage design was done by Leroy Bennett and Martin Phillips. Um, visuals for the tour were by Martin Phillips, Rob Sheridan, Trent Reznor, and Alistair Watson. And the projection films for Eraser and Right Where It Belongs were done by Andrea G- Jacoby. I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, interesting. So it wasn't Sheridan who did the... No, the. I thought we talked about this on a different bonus app. We might have. But yeah, no, it was... Oh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We did. Because we we watched the right where it belongs. I don't remember which version it was. It was version two. That's right. When we were talking about that, yeah, we watched a live version of it with the the imagery, the people dancing, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay, so I was thinking that was Sheridan, but no, it wasn't. So Rob Sheridan also gives special thanks to Sonic Solutions and Microsoft in the liner notes. Um, I guess that Sonic Solutions accelerated the development of authoring software to incorporate features for the release, and Microsoft modified their VC1 encoder to better deal with the dynamic HD concert video. I have no idea what any of this is that I'm saying, but apparently these hmm. yeah, some I'm- programs were modified or accelerated in development in order to get this project done. Yeah, I'm too dumb to fully understand that, but I guess just the encoding. Well, we do have an email from a listener named Chris. And Blake, do you want to read it? Here. Yes, a um, a very kind patron named Chris sent us a, a really cool email and apparently had something to do with the Blu-ray production, so I'll just read it here. Um, Chris said, from a technical standpoint, there are only small differences between the HD DVD release, very hard to find now and you'd have to have a player that could play it, and the Blu-ray more readily available. 
When these came out, they were one of the first, if not the first, concerts on the new formats, and Rob had a lot of learning to do to get them right. He ended up working with some of the people at Microsoft as both versions used the VC1 video compression codec, uh, okay, which was fairly new at the time and still going through some growing pains. The main difference from a video standpoint is the Blu-ray format will not do a progressive video signal with 60p content, which is what the concert was filmed at. 60p is pretty common for concerts, and in video is stored as 30p to keep files down. Okay, so it like un unfolds to 60 from 30. So the Blu-ray resolution is 1920 by 1080 and 30 frames per second interlaced while the HD DVD was 1920 by 1080 at 30 FPS progressive, uh, 1080p 30 as opposed to 1080i 30. P is better than I. I do know enough to know that. <laughs> P is double the scan lines as I from my uh, vague understanding. This is really only a concern if the player used to play back the Blu-ray disc doesn't do what is called de-interlacing well. Converting the interlace video to progressive video, you need a player that does deinterlacing in a two by two cadence. Man, I'm sorry that this is so. <laughs> the the tech nerds are gonna love this shit. Uh, well, otherwise you may occasionally see horizontal lines around the edges of objects from time to time, especially with motion. Sounds like a Rob Sheridan video to me. Some people are really sensitive to this; others may not be. The audio is the same on both and was one of the first concerts to be encoded in lossless multi-channel audio, Dolby True HD. And let me tell you, it sounds great. And we did uh, play it uh, in, in Dolby Digital through our 5.1 receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also played it in stereo. Yeah. Thanks, we, Dave. We listened to the Ogilvy mix. Had to listen both ways. Okay. Pretty much all, uh, Chris continues, pretty much all AV geek stuff, but for those that may watch the concert again to revisit that see problems, as again, most people have the Blu-ray version, at least they would know why now. Okay, and then some further kind words from Chris, and thank you very much, Chris. Um, so it's really cool that we got to talk to somebody who was, now I can't remember if he was involved in well, whatever he was involved in uh, on the technical end of the release, I'm too dumb to understand anyway, but <laughs> pretty cool. Um, I think Chris does like home theater stuff now. And I was like, come come fix our living room setup because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I don't think I can afford Chris. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, we'd have to pay for Chris's travel. I mean. Right, right. Yeah, yeah seems too expensive. Um, actually, before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes, the actual live performances, um, do you want to talk about the bonus features? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's do the the summer tour first um, because so, there were they did include footage from that. This um, is stuff that happened after the March shows, obviously, that make up the main concert movie. Mm-hmm. Mainly what is different is the stage setup. Mm -hmm. Instead of having like a like a curtain screen that drops down or just a screen that drops down. Uh, yeah. Um, the lights that drop down before them are 
they kind of look like blinds. I don't know what you would call well, it. Well, they're horizontal. Mm-hmm. Horizontal lines. Like bars. Mm-hmm. Almost like prison bars have dropped in front of them. Except they're, yeah. With lights. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like lattices that have Christmas lights on them and for like a light show <laughs> at Christmas. I think it looks like window blinds, but lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Because too. there are like footage of like, but like opened. Because there it's like a... Like some still photos that you can see of like Trent behind them, and it looks like he's peeking out through blinds to Some, me. Sometimes he's just straight up hanging off them. Yeah, they're like really reaching cool. his arms through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was cool. really cool. There's a little cool thing during Closer where it looks like the red lights are filling up this red column, like like blood or something is dripping down and it's filling up and up until the column is filled, and only one of the columns of lights is there the others have like raised up yeah yeah it's really so they cool. can adjust them but closer is always red no matter what i'm loving the color coding of of songs it it had really has remained um sorry i i can't think of words consistent sometimes. yes <laughs> remain consistent for like decades now and my my brain likes that kind of thing so the tracks that they included from the uh, summer tour, somewhat damaged, so a fragile track, uh, mm-hmm. closer, help me, I am in hell, Love non non entity and only. And for some reason, I thought the summer tour version, or at least this recording of only, went way harder than the. I did it. I th- I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, probably just because they had played with it a little bit longer. I don't know. Yeah. They were a little tighter on it. Help Me, I Am In Hell was really cool, just because you don't hear that every day. My notes, cool red floaty lights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for Help Me, I Am In Hell? Yeah. It it almost kind of looked like underwater red bubbles or something floating around. It was cool. That one was mostly visual. Oh, my closer notes. Here we go. Hanging on great light thingy. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I did not know what to call these. I still don't. Um, yeah. It was, it was. You said it was like the jail for cool people. Well, that was a line from Beavis yeah, and Butthead from the Wish video. But yeah, it's like so, there's yeah. a prison for cool it people. It is a little throwback to the Wish video where they're behind bars. Mm-hmm. Also, I wrote hot after that. So I guess it was hot. Uh, Love to see caged men. I really do. That's Put more thing. men in cages. That's what I say. Men in cages. <laughs> uh, non-entity. Non-entity. I just wrote Tambo Trent. Yeah, he's tamboing hard. It's a fine performance. Maybe, maybe even a little better than like the live or the uh, album cut. Not just, album cut, but I want to say recorded version. Almost every single with teeth performance is better live than on the album. Yeah, Sorry. I was kind of thinking that too. I mean, they are, that's just the way the songs are for the most part. Like, they're all about live drums, live guitars, less electronic. And they go even more rock band mode on most of these. Yep, it's really good. All right, so there is also footage from the 2005 rehearsals, which took place, I don't know, February, March of 2005 before the the uh, club tours way started earlier yeah. yeah so there are a ton of tracks for this in mm-hmm. fact you can go to nin live archive and you can download all of the rehearsal performances a ton like 37 damn 
Starts with gave up. I mean, there's a lot of fragile stuff on here too. The day the world went away. Wow. Um, Starfuckers. So they were just doing everything. Just, just like case. a smatter. Yeah. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. The frail, the wretched are included on here. Also, you could hear sunspots before it was played live for the first time in 2022. I don't know why they decided not to go ahead with it, but. I don't know. All the love in the world, which I don't think was played live until 2013. You can hear that. Right. Anyway, there the recording is from a soundboard. I think a crew member was the one who uh, sent it into in, NIN Live Archive. Okay. And they're only available in MP3s here anyway. I don't know if you can get them in better sound yeah. anywhere else, but. Good enough. Uh, I am totally going to, uh, I already downloaded them, so I'm going to listen to all of this. The only ones I've heard are the ones that are included on the Blu-ray. Right. I haven't heard most of these. But. Yeah. And I want to spend more time with them. Um, so maybe in the future, if we're running out of bonus up ideas, we'll come back and cover the With Teeth rehearsals because we need more time to spend with them. Um, yeah. But. A lot of it, I imagine, is kind of like that Love Is Not Enough that is included on the Blu-ray here where they're just, they're still working out the kinks on a lot of these. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, it's a new band mm-hmm. other than Jerome who, duh, spoiler alert, doesn't make it to this concert movie. Mm-hmm. He does not. At least he was in one of the concert movies. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. He, he on one. He got to be on and all that could have been. Mm-hmm. Can't be on two. I guess that nope, was the rule. That's the rule. <laughs> Leo won't date women over 25 and Trent won't allow you to uh, be on more than one be on more than one DVD. Yeah. Or this, live performance. Sorry. This was a really really different feel than and all that could have been. Definitely. Let's talk about the rehearsals though. Let's see my notes. The collector is where I started. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that rocks a little harder it, than way harder. The album. It, it, they're all a little more punk rock, a little more messy, and a lot of that is Aaron North being wild. Uh, I wrote Aaron, holy fuck. That's my note <laughs> for the collector. <laughs> he's going he's going ham at all. He's he's basically always uh doing the most on every track. Also, fashion notes. Sorry, I'm going to uh-huh. do a spoiler, uh, but well, there is some There are some wardrobe changes. Uh Trent is wearing a white shirt in this one and has an armband tied around his he's, arm. He's wearing these button-up shirts mm-hmm. for all the all these performances. I think for all the rehearsal. Uh, yeah. For love is not enough though. I wrote no armband? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> he's got white shirt with black armband, mm-hmm. red sh- button-up with black armband. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is a darker I don't know. I don't know what the armband's about. What does it mean? I'm going to try to investigate okay. this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know the armbands come back in the year zero era for mm-hmm. sure. Honestly, maybe he was just inspired by the sartorial choices of Interpol, who, like. Maybe. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Carlos D would wear, like, I don't know, holsters and shit, like That's weird. Just, <laughs> they're getting a little too military. It's kind of like that early punk stuff mm-hmm. almost almost too like fashion inspired <laughs> fashion inspired fashion yeah f- gotta talk say about though fashion. i kind of excited about year zero because i do love military inspired looks yeah i think it's probably because they're very tailored and so they're like yeah the clothes are fitting a lot more tight 
Yeah. And I love a good epaulette. Give me an epaulette any day. Sorry, I'm getting too fashion-y. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get there. But I did write, the floppiest hair since seventh grade Jonathan. Lots his, of flop there. His hair is super duper. We got the floppy middle part curtain bangs on these rehearsals. That is all shaved away by the time they're recording mm-hmm. beside you in time. Thankfully, we got a much tighter buzz cut going. Mm-hmm. For every day is exactly the same. I did manage to write down that he had a red tambourine to match his red shirt. Yeah, so. you got to coordinate there. <laughs> this was a, This was kind of a weird one. I think they were still working out a lot of kinks. And obviously they decided not to go with it on the on the main movie. Um, it's weird to hear that song with like the Jordy's dirty bass instead of the synth bass, which we love. But it's just like rock band version of every day is exactly the same. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Don't love. How do you feel about love is not enough? In the rehearsals? Mm-hmm. Don't love that it was. They had not. It was not tight yet. Jerome was not in lockstep with the um, uh, electronic sequenced percuss percussion stuff that was going on, and they were fighting each other a little bit. Which I don't. I don't think they needed that stuff at all. It was extra. It's not on the record. But I think Freeze does a lot better in the. On Beside You in Time for the Love is Not Enough beat. I think by the time they get to that, it sounds way better. Yeah, much tighter. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about these? Um, I mean, I loved watching them. I thought it was just, I just think that's, um, it looked really intimate, even though it was very loud and rocky. And Yeah. Um, oh, the, the, when Alessandro plays the piano part at the beginning of Every Day is exactly the same. It, it's a really boring sounding piano patch compared to the distressed piano on the record. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the way he kept it for further performances or not, but just, I don't know. That's just something that I noted. Okay, anything else? I don't really have anything else. I was more focused on the wardrobe, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're focusing on the wrong things. I really am. I really am. I'm the worst. Mostly it's just chaotic. It it, it rocks. Mm-hmm. It's really harsh, harsh versions of these of these songs. Yeah. Harsher. So one more thing before we move on to our track by track. The booklet for the Beside You in Time DVD contains a year zero ARG clue mm-hmm. that points you to Solutions Backward Initiative. We'll come back to this when we start talking about year zero, but just yeah. to know. And and also, it's not the booklet. They tell yeah. you on NI and Wiki that it's the booklet. It's not the booklet. It's not. It's harder than that. And we had to have it pointed out for us. Mm-hmm. It's actually the... Uh, the insert. The, yeah, the insert underneath the... Yeah, it's like... The, the packaging, the DVD. It's not, in CD, you'd call it the tray liner. Yeah. But it's you have to pull it out of the... From behind the, the tray. The packaging, yeah. It's like the back of the cover. And you have to turn it sideways, and yeah, it says salute. Should I? I didn't bring it. Should I go get it? Yeah, go get it. I need to show you, right? Because you haven't seen it. Have you? 
I honestly feel like it's a magic eye thing because I don't know what you're talking about. It is. And we were told that if you look at it from from further away, mm-hmm. maybe this will help because you're kind of far away. Okay. I think it was our listener, Glenn, who had to tell us and, and he had to show us on his. But I pull the insert out and turn it sideways and it says, it kind of just looks like Rob Sheridan pixel lines vertical mm-hmm. on the art, but when it's horizontal, obviously when you turn it sideways, you see solutions, backwards initiative. Yeah, it, it does. You can make it out way better from far away, but can you see? Oh, <laughs> I do there see now. It is. Okay. Then all the the nin nerds started googling that phrase and. Lo and behold, found year website, zero yeah. clues. Yeah, we'll get to that though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like a clever, dumb, dumb. clever though, putting it in this. You know, I would never have thought to look there. I would probably have been. I would have if I'd been participating in the arg. I would have given up first first round. I'd been like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. I'll just let other people do it and follow but them. They were definitely thinking about it before. You know, as they were still working on with teeth era stuff. Or still releasing it. Mm-hmm. It would be like if we were putting clues for our year zero podcast series at some point in this era. I mean, we might have already. We might have. You're going to have to comb through every <laughs> second we've ever recorded. There are no clues. I just want you to know I'm not saying there won't be any. Okay. Maybe I put some in that you don't know. Oh, shit. Well, I told you I gave up on the game already. I'm not going to do it. Okay, that's all I got for kind of basics. Can we take a quick break and then come yeah, back and we'll do our track by track? run through these tracks. Yeah. All right. Okay. We took a quick break. We had to line our windows with towels. <laughs> it's negative 50 degrees here. <laughs> Not really, but it's very, very fucking cold, below have, freezing. Yeah, we have ice forming on the inside of our house again, just like mm-hmm. last year. So, so the actual beside you in time main feature, right? Mm-hmm. Are we just going to go through track by track, listing what we noticed? Sure, you can. Uh, my notes are terrible, well, so mine were scribbled frantically in the dark, but I think I still got some some good. Some good insights. Let me tell you about my closer note. It just says Trent on little platform. That's how I have uh, that note. I have that same note too. <laughs> That's how uh, deep my notes are. That's that all was I have. an important visual thing, though. This True. was our first time. Well, we've watched it a few times now, but we only saw it for the first time a few weeks back, mm-hmm. or was it the end of the end of 2023? Mm-hmm. So we're new to this. So we're coming at. This with new eyes. Mm-hmm. This was one Halo that both of us had not interacted with and decided to save it. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm saving it for the podcast. Yep. So you're getting not quite a live react, but a new newbie react. Um, somehow I just missed out on this. In 2007, I was mm-hmm. working at... Barnes? Yeah. You well, were at Barnes. Not when this, when this came out. I wasn't at Barnes yet. Uh, were you still in Chicago? Yes. Okay. But I w- a lot was going on in my life, and I just missed it. 
Also, I'm not good at like uh, when I was younger, I was really into live performance, you know, uh, VHS and stuff like that. Like I had closure and I had there was a corn one I had and there was uh, like a Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I had a bunch and I would watch them all the time. But as I've gotten older, the only concert performance that I watch over and over again is Stop Making Sense. Yeah, I've seen that like 10 times. It's just one of the best concert movies ever made. Endlessly watchable and entertaining. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is not a great concert, by the way. It's just as I got older, that kind of um, devotion, I guess, or the amount of time it takes to watch these kind of things, I just didn't have it. Like, I was working. Yeah. Uh, I think I had two jobs. I just didn't have a lot of time to sit around and, and watch this kind of stuff. So, And also, I kind of wasn't interested. I'll just say that. I was like, I don't know. I was at a low point in interest. But then when zero, year zero dropped, I did get really interested in that. So. Maybe I just was not in a live live concert mo- movie mood, and I didn't have a good way to watch it at home. Mm. This is t- Oh, yeah. I did not have a Blu-ray player. Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely – that. Mm. I guess that's a – I mean, it came out on DVD, but not as cool. I didn't have a way to play surround sound. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, if you get a chance, watch – Watch it both ways. The 5.1 sounds great. To me, the 5.1 in this sounds better than and all that could have been. I think it's used a little better. Um, the stereo also sounds pretty good, which we watched last night. The uh, one th- interesting thing about, or one funny thing about listening in surround sound to these concert movies, though, um, you'll hear like Aaron North's guitar will be like violently in the right surround for most of the show. So it's like way off to the side or even behind you, depending on where you put your speakers. That's not, it's, it's fun to watch it out or to listen at home. It's not really how it is going to a show, you know? Yeah. Um, you don't just hear one guy's guitar behind you yeah. and the other guy's guitar is over on the left. Um, it can be kind of jarring. I, I it can, know. which yeah. is is cool in a way, because you're like, oh, Trent's whispering in my left ear all of a sudden. Um, but it doesn't it, feel natural. It no, it's not. Which I love a lot of, you know, unnatural studio tricks. That's my whole trade. But just know that it's it's different than being there. Obviously, we've all been to shows. We know <laughs> that there's a difference in sound. I don't have to tell you. But what you're hearing at shows is mostly mono music. Or at least dual stereo. Everything's being pumped out of the speakers for the most part the same. Some people do trickery, including then some of it, where things are different on the left and right. But it can't be that wildly different as it is in the home theater 5.1 setup because let's say you're on the left side of the stadium. What, you don't deserve to hear Aaron North like the people on the right side do? No, it doesn't work that way. Um, So it's a fun little experiment doing the surround sound concerts, but it is obviously the home thing is not going to be like it is in the stadium or whatever, hearing mostly mono sound sources. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just my little, I know your eyes glazed over and all, but that's, that's, that's the kind of shit I think about mm-hmm. when I hear concerts. That's mm-hmm. like my Roman empire. Every <laughs> once in a while I think about, Hmm. Concerts are mostly monoral. <laughs> Do you know what my Roman Empire is? We've talked about this recently. Uh, Trent Reznor's hair or something? No. <laughs> you said as a joke because I, I told you. Well, I think I messaged uh, Lisa and I was like, 
uh, I can't remember why we were talking about this, but I said something about like Trent Reznor's oxblood pants <laughs> are from the March of the Pigs video or thing is something I think about like every day. <sighs> and then I told you that and you were like, is that your Roman Empire? And yeah. I was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I love those oxblood leather pants. That Roman Empire thing with men meme that was going around is funny. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I think about it. Did they say men think about it every day? Yeah, I think so. I think I think about it at least once a month, okay. a few times a month, but not every day. Yeah. That's an exaggeration. Is that true, though? A few times a month seems like excessive. Once so, a month at least. Like why? Why? How does it pop into your head? Like, what do you think about because when you think you about it? Because you have to look at everything in the context of history. Uh-huh. And the Roman Empire was a, a earth-changing event. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. Like yeah. I had a friend who tweeted that for women, our Roman Empire is actually the French Revolution, and I agree wholeheartedly. I think yeah, about that shit Yeah, but you're just thinking about day. Marie Antoinette and her outfits. Listen, <laughs> they were amazing. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about the the actual show. I'm sorry. We can't keep talking about mm, the French could. Revolution, we Robespierre. Uh, Napoleon. That was later. But. Later, yeah. Uh, guillotines. Uh, um, uh, landlords, uh, bread, cake, the bourgeoisie, <laughs> brioche, uh, baguette, the storming of the uh, Bastille. Bastille, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's do a history podcast. Yeah, we're switching now. We're the French Revolution podcast, but it's like dumb people's version of history. <laughs> Where we just list the words like Bastille. That's a word I know. <laughs> So we have 20 songs in this show. And if I'm not mistaken, some, I mean, it's a combo of two nights, but we did, we're not hearing everything. A few were no. left out. Okay, so. What was left out? Sin was played on March 28th and was left out. Uh, Pilgrimage, which was a pre-recorded intro, also played on March 28th and left out. I'm just thinking of reasons why. P- Pilg- I love Pilgrimage. Shame that it's not really been played. I get why it's a pre-recorded intro is not included and maybe not that important um, and just kind of filler and you want to – you're making a Blu-ray. You want to tighten it up. Mm-hmm. Then there were three tracks that weren't played. At both dates, every day is exactly the same. Even Deeper and Suck were eliminated from – Every day is exactly the same. It's, it's with teeth so you – think it should have been on there maybe they weren't uh satisfied with the performance either night mm-hmm. maybe suck was on and all that could have been i'm thinking some of this if it's a repeat from and all that could have been for the most part they're not doing it sin being one of those uh what were the other ones you said frail and wretched those weren't played at the show oh well they were played at some of these mm-hmm. and I, I get why, well, they weren't at those, but. And Pinion, uh, March 30th, that was also a pre-recorded intro and was oh, not okay. included. So. All right, pre-recorded. Not. And I'm relying on NIN Wiki for this. Did I go out and look up the set lists and compare them? No. <laughs> yeah. I, glanced at them. I glanced at them. Yeah. Pinion, we also heard at the beginning of and All That Could Have Been, um, also pre-recorded. Uh, but fragile stuff, like if you look at the, I was just looking at the set list FM average set list of the entire With Teeth era. Mm-hmm. How many f- fragile songs are in there? More than this, more than Beside You in Time. Mm-hmm. 
because the frail and the wretched are on there, but it's fragile stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking that it was a decision that this is, we already had a, a fragile era concert movie. Mm-hmm. Don't need that. That stuff is going on the back burner unless it's um, the big come down, which is a very welcome addition to this. It was noticeably missing from an all that could have been. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fucking barn burner. It's so good. It's a banger. Yeah. But that's the only fragile track we get at all, right? Um, let me double check. We get somewhat damaged was on the special features. It's on features. the special features, yeah. Uh I think Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The big sh- come down is the only Yeah. Fragile area. Thank God track. it's on here. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't quite they hadn't quite perfected that one in the fragility tours. But they sure did here. All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Okay, into it starts with Love is Not Enough. I've always said it makes a great opener. Uh, and it starts with those what sound like pretty hate machine era glitchy noises. And as I said, I think Freese is killing it on the drums right from the get-go here. No offense to Jerome, but I prefer this version. Sounding way tighter than those rehearsals. And we start out the show behind the screen. We are behind the cheesecloth. Mm-hmm. That's what I called it. In my notes. Cheesecloth, okay. Because it's kind of that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. And you can project imagery on it, but it's like, oh, we're, we we're kind of distanced from the band here. They've got a little cloth in front of them. I didn't it was have pre-COVID era precautions. Trent <laughs> knew it was coming. You thought it was. An artistic decision. He wanted that there so that the audience spittle couldn't mm-hmm. get on the band. What do you think anyone was like, oh no, are they gonna have this between us the whole time? I probably would have been screen. a little bummed, but I yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have known that that would come up based upon other performances they've had with True. screens and stuff. The only other note I had I had is that um Alessandro Cortini does kind of a noise solo at the end. Um, and he seems to be using, I'll, I'll talk about it more, I think, on Burn, but a little, some kind of little effects box that kind of maybe looks like a Korg chaos, uh, chaos pad. He's doing some wild stuff with it. Put more on that later. All right, second track. You know what you are? Right. So Curtain comes up. We're up in the... Upping the rock factor here. Mm-hmm. Screen comes up, or cheesecloth, whatever right. you want to call it. And Freese goes ham. Mm-hmm. He does, along with the double kicks, he's hitting the toms to kind of recreate the thing that, that Grohl did, combination of Grohl's performance and uh, sequenced elements that is recreated really nicely with the kicks and toms. What else? You, you like this one? It rocks pretty well. Mm-hmm. Good good second track. Just like on the album, it's the second track. Um, Alessandro gets to do the, I'll have to drop the sound, but shit, 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 delay. Do you notice that? Yeah. What? No, I'm just, I like your uh, recreation of it. Sorry. Your reenactment of the delay. Yeah. Nice. I can't do it. But I thought it was cute. He gets to do, he gets to do the shits. <laughs> 
That sounds weird. The bridge, um, I kind of missed the like key, the little key part. The bling, 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 bling. But instead, there's like a, for several of these songs, Alessandro is doing something that sounded like a theremin synth mm-hmm. to me. But I think I figured it out. He's on the um, French Connection MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. It's the, um, it's based on the Martinot. Mm-hmm. Martinot. Ra- ra- yeah. Radiohead, right? <laughs> so he's using the Radiohead controller to do kind of a sliding up and down theremin type sound. Gotcha. I don't think you get a good shot of it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because they did mention that they brought that. I think you talked about it last episode on the bonus feed. That they we brought talked about the Martin though, like a different episode. Yeah, I know. But I think you said last uh, episode that the French connection was brought on the tour. I honestly forget everything okay. I say. It's after okay. I Trust say me. It. Sorry. I hear French connection or Martino and my ears perk up. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I guess you didn't write much. I didn't write much. I don't want it to just be. I just me kind talking, of watched okay? like Aaron North walking okay. around the line. It was cool. Well, Aaron North and Jordy White are screaming the the you know what you are lyrics at the end there. Um, oh, by the way. Trent has started the show with a guitar, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a theme here, but he's he's playing guitar on both of these tracks so far, and he continues playing it on Terrible Lie. So uh, this is obviously a favorite of mine. What'd you think of it? Hmm. My note says knocks water off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At the end, <laughs> at the end of Terrible Lie... Mm-hmm. Now they're getting really mean, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the song ends with Trent knocking the entire table of water bottles over. Yeah. Then some roadie's going to have to run out and bring all new water bring bottles. Bring all new water bottles. You know what? Just stop drinking out of plastic water bottles. Maybe Trent was mad because he knew all the nanoplastics that were inside of there. And he was like, fuck these. Are, these are bad for the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, he's got like a coffee mug out there doing the old man. The tea. I bet it's tea. Like Liz, mm, they kept bringing out tea for great for, for the Liz voice. Fair. Great yeah. for the voice. But it's a meaner version of Terrible Lie. It is meaner. I really enjoy like probably every time I hear Terrible Lie live. It's one of my favorite live tracks and I haven't got, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Which is a bummer in 2022. But yeah, it's, um, all of these are muscular versions of the songs we know and Everything's muscular, obviously. More muscular. Our front man is more muscular, and so is the music. That's mm-hmm. that's the point I'm trying to make. So, yeah, still Trent rocking that guitar. Mm-hmm. I took time during this track to note his outfit is black T-shirt, mm-hmm. eyeliner, buzz cut, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lots and lots of sweat. And, like, I think his jeans, I don't think they're leather. I think they're, like, coated, like the... Coated with sweat, maybe. <laughs> like faux yeah. leather, but maybe they are. I don't Looks know. I like can't really tell what they are. Jeans. I didn't note the footwear. I wouldn't. didn't mm, really get a good view of that. I didn't either. No, we're not, no bozos. We're not, not the bozo no, era yet. We are not in that era. Mm-mm. He says that you fucking promised me a few times, but we do get the goddammits a lot more on this one. <laughs> I don't remember as many goddammits on the, and all that could could have been version of Terrible Lie. By the way, this is one of the few crossover songs. 
That's mm-hmm. on both. I almost pointed that out earlier, but I didn't. No, it's good. I, I want to make note of the few that there are here. Yeah, this is always going to be a favorite of mine on any set list. Um, the next one's The Line Begins to Blur. So our third With Teeth song. Mm-hmm. My note just says, I don't knows. I really like the I don't knows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. In, um. Yeah, actually, I wrote that down, too, because Jordy is doing... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And I said that they sound sick. I thought it was Jordy and Aaron. It probably was both of them. And maybe even Alessandro. I don't know. I can't remember. It might have been. I Visually, I think they were showing Jordy more. Jordy's got a really uh, uh, got a really mean growl on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, still Trent on guitar, of course. It's it's actually going to be easier to note when he doesn't have it, so I'll I'll do that instead. I think this is a really good one. Yeah, I have a little star next to it, which means it's one of my favorite oh, okay. performances. It's actually. maybe I maybe even enjoy it more than on the album because it rocks harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had this some weird Mandela effect thing <laughs> where I remember something that may have never happened. Where I don't know if it was the message board or something a long time ago, someone saying, "Oh, the he had to go back and re-record the the line begins to blur vocals." You said it was just for the chorus, yeah, though, chorus right? only, <laughs> because like he wasn't satisfied or something. And I'm probably talking bullshit right now. I I couldn't detect anything, okay. but I'm not like a recording engineer. I did play close attention and yeah. I looked to see. To me, they uh, to they, me it sounded live. And the fine. chorus vocals are obviously sounding production wise sound way different than the verse, and they just sound really clean and produced. Um, but I didn't really hear any evidence that they were re-recorded later. That's probably a blasphemous and shitty accusation. I'm just saying what my false memories told me. (laughs) Um, But like watching it visually, it it looks like it matches the live performance. That's what I was looking for to make sure it matched and it it did to me. So that's... It it seems performed live, but just really produced and obviously lots of... But I think that the sets are just way tighter. Like... Yeah. They are. And, and, And plenty of post-production was done on all of this obviously because they were making a movie out of it it's just that it's like really in your face um it's probably some layering that was done you know there's some of the vocal layers throughout the show are are canned only a few times maybe anyway i'm not accusing anyone of anything (laughs) but it's a very interesting production technique okay What's next? March of the Pigs. First time Trent takes his guitar off so he can focus more on those vocals. He should have been wearing his oxblood pants, but I don't think they'd fit anymore because he's too buff. Yeah, they would not fit around the the quads. (laughs) Been working on his glutes. Uh, (laughs) Not skipping leg day. Uh, So this is another crossover with and all that could have been. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a star by this one, so I must have really liked it. It's really good. This mm-hmm. one is different. This version's different. It starts with just the bass synth, and I think it's Alessandro playing it. Usually, this song starts with the drums, right? Mm-hmm. But they tried it on this tour with starting out with a synth before the drums. 
really the the energy is at a fever pitch by this time. So good. Alessandro is climbing up his like the keyboard stand. Yeah. He does this several times and I'm just like he it, must weigh like 90 pounds. At or one something. point we have two people on it. Yes. So this keyboard stand must be the strongest keyboard stand ever made. <laughs> Cuz it just doesn't flinch when two people are stomping on the keys. Mm-mm, not actually at all. fully on it. Yeah, it was bonkers. It must be made for this. Yeah. Um, it's during this performance that Aaron North goes in the audience. Um, yeah. The crowd, he, he stage dives, he right? He stage dives. He's he's a maniac throughout this show. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of hard to pay attention to a lot of stuff if Aaron is getting wound up because you end up just watching yeah. him. I think maybe Trent hired him so that Trent could take a break from going out there and and being nuts and jumping at it because Trent doesn't get himself into the crowd yeah. on this one like he did on the on and all that could have been you know he's just like he's like that's a young person's game I'm not right. doing it anymore I'm in yeah. my 40s almost 40. he was 41 yeah okay okay almost 41 I think yeah. we got the audience clapping on the the first chorus clapping along Trent yells come on pigs there love come when, on pigs clap with me love when Trent makes me clap I'll do it I'll clap for anything that turns out you would you would too (laughs) this is the first time i think we are we get some sightings of the nokia camera phone oh or either that or the motorola razor yeah and i think there was also maybe at one point you said is that a sidekick yeah it's Uh, it's in my notes later on but i see one sidekick and lots of flip phones lots of flip phones and what's amazing to me is people are trying to take pictures on these shitty things um i know it was like uh you know, 50 by 50 pixel. Oh. I used to do it too. Oh, everyone did. I yeah. mean, I still have pictures that were probably, I put on my MySpace profile maybe that were taken with my Nokia that were horrible. Rough stuff. Uh, but people were. And imagine trying to, well, it was a new thing. So. This is a weird era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having your little tiny camera with you. And I don't right. think Resner ever has like any rules like. No, no cameras, stuff like that. Like a lot of artists do. Like, it, because it people would take like their little digital cameras in too. I think Lisa said she has a lot of pictures yeah. in shows and no one ever took it away from her. But I've been at events. Like I think I had a friend who went to a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah show and he had to go back to his car and put his camera up. They would not let him in the car. Was that back in the aughts? Yeah, it was like 2000. Yeah, those rules are six, those rules existed back then. Like no photography. Now you can't because but every- I'm saying he had an actual camera. Yeah, not yeah. like- the only rules I see now say no, no professional. Profe- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone obviously has a camera in their pocket, but you're just not allowed to bring your big rig <laughs> with like, you know, your your ring light or whatever. Air <laughs> um, North violently stage diving, got that. And of course we have the all the pigs all lined up ending like mm-hmm. normal. I have Trent scream at the end. I don't know what that note means, but apparently I was impressed by something and I wrote it down. His, that long-held shriek. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're at the most loud and violent, and then we take it down. We switch the the mood mm-hmm. drastically. My first note for something I can never have: mm-hmm. lighters. Yeah. yeah, this is weird—a weird era because we have flip phones and we have lighters. Mm-hmm. It's a combo of both now. It, uh, have you ever taken a lighter out at a show? I don't carry lighters ever in my mm, life. You were never a smoker. No. Mm. Now, if you tried to take a lighter into a show, you would be tackled by a SWAT team. 
It's weird to see an era where that happened, but they were still doing it. Yeah, you could probably even smoke inside that arena probably, probably. still. I remember going to concerts at the Shrine Mosque and I was a little underage 16-year-old Jessica with a pack of Marlboro Lights and a lighter and just, mm-hmm. it was great because my parents weren't there and I could just smoke all I wanted. Man, and those, no one took it away from those, me then. It was Im- impossible for the kids. It was impossible to breathe. <laughs> I remember an awful uh, dive in Oklahoma City or outside of it where I had to like go outside and like gasp for air mm. every so often. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being really mad whenever they passed like the anti-smoking laws because I was still a smoker. But now mm-hmm. that I'm not a smoker. It was so nasty in those days. <laughs> it really was. And like if I go into a place where you can smoke, I'm like, oh, it stinks. Anyway, okay. But something sorry. I can never have. We're slowing it down, mm-hmm. seeing some Motorola razors and some lighters. Mm-hmm. Trent's getting um, – he's delivering it very emotionally and well. I'm kind of surprised to hear this this old mm-hmm. chestnut being dusted off, you know? Uh, my notes after lighters include Alessandro's hair. I don't know why I wrote that down. I'm not surprised you did. <laughs> um Drums at end, I wrote. I don't know what I'm talking about here. And then yeah. I have a very poetic note that says, sweat sparkling like diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It truly is. All that light, the lighting on that sweat mm-hmm. does look like diamonds. Yeah. So Josh Freese is doing the drums that I think were, had to have been originated by Chris Vrenna that come in toward the end that I really like. It's mm-hmm. not on the record, but it's a cool addition yeah um and that sounds good of course we get the um as we heard on still when trent's voice goes up at the end on the who i used to bake come on tell me that was my best performance ever that was really good um love that so much better than the recorded version or the pretty hate machine version glad to hear that and then by the end of something I can never have, I I think it sounds awesome because the kind of the full band comes in, not mm-hmm. till the end. Kind of like hurt in that way. Um, okay, so what's next? Closer. Wait, I, I think I fucked up my numbering. Maybe there's only not. There's I only went, nineteen. Okay, because <laughs> I skipped from six to eight. There's nineteen uh, tracks. Okay, yeah. I was wondering where you got twenty from, know. and then I was like, maybe I forgot a Don't track. Know why you didn't correct me? So I was waiting to see. Kind of shocked. There's only nineteen. Um, okay, closer. Another, of course, a standard song. Mm-hmm. You can't all. You're not always guaranteed closer like you are certain songs. But it it was on, and all that could have been. This one's a bit different though. For one, Trent's on a platform, a little platform above the rest of the band, mm-hmm. and we're getting red. It's giving red, red imagery. Was does it remind you? And I talked about this. Was it songs of faith and devotion? The tour, uh, Depeche Mode. Yep. They had like a platform mm-hmm. and it was all red, at least for some songs. I can't remember. There was a lot the... of imagery. Some of it was red. Yeah. I think for like Walking in My Shoes, there was a lot of red. I can't remember the exact songs. I'd have to rewatch it. But they're on a, the rest of the band is on a platform while Dave is down below. And this is kind of reverse where Reznor's on a little right. tiny platform and the band is down on the stage, except for, you know, Freeze on the drum riser. Um, but it, it kind of gave me those vibes a little. Like I'm not saying, you know, yeah. that they're exactly the same. They're not. But it did kind of give me those vibes. Um, 
Because we have Singer on a different level than mm-hmm. the rest of the band. Yeah. Yep. And also I know Reznor saw them on that tour, so. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> Talks about it. Um, That's like a De- Depeche Mode thing. Also, if you watch 101, um, the band is up on a riser. Uh-huh. And they like never come down. Mm. Uh, and Dave is, is down on the main level. Anyway. It's just a lot more stylized. The, the red lighting. Um, yeah. Closer. And the, and the songs of faith and devotion. Sorry. <laughs> on that <laughs> tour. <laughs> With the weird uh-huh. beaked creatures walking around. I think at one point Alan Wilder's on a drum kit on the same level That's as right. Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is an, an interesting little thing. Anyway. But anyway, it's not Sorry. Depeche Mode time. I am noting the stagecraft for the show is 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 nice. Nice details. We have the the teeth. You mm-hmm. know what the teeth are? Those things that are the jagged things that kind of look like yeah. teeth. Pixelated teeth are, are behind them. They're kind of like screens. Mm-hmm. In addition to the cheesecloth screen that comes in front, we have the teeth behind. So those things are lighting up in different ways throughout the show. Um, Closer has the only time bridge, mm-hmm. which is not how they did it on, and all they could have been, but mm-hmm. cool to hear. Mm-hmm. That's what that's uh, the way Closer is performed, and we saw them too at Red Rocks. Yeah. Uh, I really liked hearing that. Mm-hmm. One really interesting musical change was that there is an Aaron North guitar part that replaces a synth part mm-hmm. on the uh, or it starts after the first chorus. I thought that was really cool and different. And then the guitar becomes low passed whenever the lyrics come back in. I liked that detail. Another detail I noticed, just in general. Josh Reese, blonde. <laughs> it's been a while since we saw a blonde person in this band. Mm. So much black hair. Yeah. And even then the black haired drummer got replaced by a blonde. Not sent, and you know who he reminds me of in that sense? Chris Renner. Chris Renner. I know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be just like Chris. But Chris would later dye his hair black and. True. He go, yeah, he kind of. He changed it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Freese is kicking ass in this, though, I will say. All right. Oh, next is one of my faves. Burn! Yeah, this one. I'll put a star by this one. Mm-hmm. So good. That's a, and just like when we saw them in 2022, Burn was also one of my faves. Seeing them live then. It's just a kick-ass live song. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron North must have been fun to watch during this one because I wrote about him. Okay, must have been. Yeah, Aaron North swinging guitar around. He's swinging it like crazy. Yeah. He's really active with the way he throws his damn guitar around. Mm -hmm. Um, Burn is a muscular rocker, keeping in line with the the overall feel of this whole show. This is the one that starts with Alessandro freaking out on the little effects box, Mm -hmm. which may or may not be a chaos pad. Um, And you're... At first, I was like, what the hell is this? I'm just hearing weird, filtered, percussive things. And you kind of don't realize until the drums and stuff kicks in that it is, in fact, burn. I knew it was burn. You did? I got burn vibes. Just from the Alessandro Mm -hmm. playing with the filters? Okay. There is another song later on that I was like, 
wait, what is this? Is this a cover? Is this something I've never heard? And then like, oh, it should have been so obvious what this was. But we'll get there. Yeah, burn rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent gets the guitar on Trent Guitar Watch. He didn't have it during Closer. He's got to be too, he's too focused on being sexy. Mm-hmm. On his platform. Don't want to fall off the platform. No. Uh, and how goofy would it look if he was standing up on a platform playing a guitar? <laughs> like like uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen or something. Burn, he's got to strap that guitar back on, though, because this is a gu- guitar-driven rocker for the chorus and yeah the end gave uh, up hang on i just wanted to say jordy's vocals mm-hmm. are sounding mansony mm. from his reminiscent of his days in that band like the i never was a part of you mm-hmm. for that he's doing the whispers and then the burn that thing mm-hmm you got anything? No. Sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm doing too much talking. This is how I feel most of the time on these episodes, no. so I'm okay. glad you are. Well, did you – I just got like, I don't know, Antichrist Superstar vibes. Mm, a little, yeah. Okay, gave up. The red and blue popo. The popo's here. You know how I know? Red and blue lights blinking. The blueberries and the cherries. The, that's right. The strobes. Damn near making me seizure out, but you know it's gave up time. We're co- we're we're color coding once again, and my brain likes it because I know what's coming. Um, my notes for this just said love Alessandro S M. I guess that means so much. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> you want to protect that small small man? <laughs> he was just a. Uh... Very much reminiscent of dudes I'd crushes on during this time. Mm. He had floppy black hair, a little bit of that black eyeliner. That's all it takes. His little military jacket. Mm-hmm. Love it. Looking good. Um, Alessandro, speaking of him, does does the little synthy solo on Gave Up, reminiscent of the way Klauser played it. And I liked that, that little um, bit of nostalgia there. Uh, I wrote that Aaron North treats the guitar like a damn yo-yo. <laughs> and the strap is the string, and he's just slinging it, slinging around. it up and down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, gave up goes wild per usual. It is your standard gave up, but Aaron North's version. And then something a little more unexpected that kicks ass. Put a star next to this one. Eraser, baby. I think I have stars next to all three of these songs. Now, these songs are the ones where the screen comes back down. Right. The cheesecloth is back. Uh, But this time, the images that are projected have been compiled. I think it's by Andrea Jacoby. And these are images. They remind me a little bit of um, downward spiral hurt projection images, kind of. Yeah, it starts with like microscopic viral imagery yeah yeah like of but then it gets bigger yeah eventually it becomes more uh contemporary a lot of war imagery a lot of um yeah i like the way it progressed because it started with like this viral under a microscope imagery and then we see like animals Mm -hmm. um including monkeys that are fighting when the lyrics come in and then by the time it gets to the climactic, 
lose me part. Mm-hmm. It's like war imagery, as he said, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty effective and dramatic. We're seeing explosions, tanks, weapons, um, soldiers, money, and oil. Mm-hmm. So this is the still things we're going to war for. This is the Bush Iraq. Era, and that was very much reflected in the imagery we, we see here. It could also be, honestly, the Biden era. Some it could things be, never change. War never changes, nope. as Fallout says. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for the gamers. Um, I'm a gamer now. Did you know that? You became a gamer because of mm-hmm. Hideo? Yeah. I'm going to expand my repertoire of games from uh, Mario Kart and Animal Crossing and Dr. Mario to include... Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, sure. We're playing it together. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun drinking monster energy and throwing your pee at ghosts. <laughs> okay. This set, though, with the screen that comes down, it's right where it belongs, um, version two. And beside I, you in time. Not to be pedantic, but mm-hmm. I'm going to call it version 1.5. Okay. It's not like version two. Although I think this is my favorite version I think this version of Right Where It Belongs kicks ass, and it kicks the ass of the album version up and down the block, in my opinion. How dare you? I can really go for this version. No, it's it's great. Yeah, I, I really dig the changes. that I think this is just, maybe it's just me projecting, but Trent was like, eh, I could probably improve upon that. Let's do it this way live, because it's wildly different from how it is on the record. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. The, the, the cheesiness... Of the little synths and this shuffled piano is gone. I like that cheese. I know, I know. It has its place, but this is this version is so. Um, I don't even know. It's subtle and emotionally resonant. Yeah, I don't know. I dig it. It's got it's got acoustic guitar in it. It's great, and it's also where we get the uh, images of. Like, it looks like a debutante ball, people dancing, mm-hmm. and then images uh, juxtaposed with um, uh, then President Bush and the First Lady probably dancing at a sw- after a swearing-in or after the inauguration or something. Right. Uh, and it's funny because it takes a few minutes for the crowd to realize, like, what is going on. And then you just see a lot of middle fingers <laughs> going up. And We got booze. middle fingers to the president. Yeah. We got... Uh, yeah, that was a nice moment. So mm-hmm. more images of violence and war and mm-hmm. also suburbia. Yep. And more monkey imagery. The monkeys are back because we see disturbing monkey masks. I don't not. Listen, I do not like those monkey masks. That was. They I are as was, bad as pig people. It was effective. I thought how disturbing that image was. Ugh. It looked like they were like. Poorly made Planet of the Apes masks or something. Yeah, like Halloween. Like you buy it Spirit Halloween and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Planet of the Apes. We have Planet of the Apes at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to know where that came from. Um, we also see the real life monkey versus a bunch of birds. Did you know monkeys fight birds in the wild? I did not. Well, they can jump in and grab their ass right out of a pond. And we see the the video proof. Um. We got the the theremin sound is back with Alessandro playing the French Connection, I imagine. And I think Aaron North is playing the acoustic, him or Jordy. It's hard to tell behind the cheesecloth, but it's probably more likely North. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I like the image of the grocery store on the... Oh, yeah. That one was a cool one, too. Yeah. When you're just kind of first person... It's like a certain... Yeah, like down down the aisle aisle slowly, bright white lights out of nowhere, and and it's like the surreal grocery store. Yeah. Uh, It kind of reminded me of... Was it the Radiohead video for fake plastic trees where they're like in shopping carts? Yep. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. It is like that. Yeah. Okay. So, great little section here. Mm -hmm. Beside you in time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the title track. That's right. So good. Um, it's at this point where there's like a really cool effect in the screen when kind of at the, I guess it's the climax of yep. the song, when Reznor takes his mic stand. You see him holding it for a while. Yeah, he's like readying He's just up. like holding it, and then he just takes it and smashes it into the cloth, and it gives this like shatter effect, like glass shattering. It looks like he breaks the screen. And then. That's when the screen goes away. The screen goes up. Um, but yeah, that's at the end. There's great energy from the beginning of this track. Mm-hmm. People are clapping on the those fast upbeats. We have even more uh, of the French Connection sound um, with Alessandro getting almost a solo of sorts. When that beat kicks in, the screens, like the teeth and the imagery on the cloth is turning into what looks like a blizzard or almost like a, a blizzard of white pixels or something mm-hmm. like fast snow it's really cool that's what i thought too i thought it had like a snow globe looking snow. effect where it looks like they were in one or like tv mm-hmm. static, TV static. Or something yep um yeah but yeah it's pretty cool when he he picks up that mic stand but he's not gonna throw it at a bandmate's head <laughs> he, you see him wielding it i bet if it's it's like it it's kind of scary like if it could slip out of his fingers and hurl it through the screen and write at someone in the audience <laughs> kind of looked that way but he had it under control all those muscles <laughs> all those years of micro micro microphone <laughs> microphone stand tossing has made mm-hmm. him quite an expert at controlling the microphone stand okay that's right but yeah another highlight this whole this this tr- three song mini set i don't know what you call it yeah Love it's, it. a, it's a mid Mid-show kind of slowed down. Yeah, it, it's like in the middle of and all that could have been when mm-hmm. the screens come up and they do all that imagery. Yeah. It's really the same type of thing. The screen is up. Mm-hmm. And the the sense memory for me of the color green is so strong that I actually wrote reptile <laughs> before I had to cross mm-hmm. it out and write with teeth. Because as soon as... Everything, all the lighting turned green. I wrote reptile immediately because mm-hmm. that's just the way my brain works. But no, they screwed up and they made two songs green coded. <laughs> I wrote this song is so reptile coded, but it's with teeth. Mm-hmm. Title track. I got to tell you something. I got to mm-hmm. confess something. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite performance out of the whole show. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Am I? I mean, not. No, that's fine. But really, for a song we we never even. I didn't think you liked the song that much. I don't, but I like this live performance of it. I think it's amazing. It's really bombastic and It's mainly, I think, again, much like the album version, it's going to be the bridge. Yeah. And the bridge is way, it's not like super duper quiet, obviously, like it is on the record. You can actually hear it. You hear him playing. Everything stops. He plays his piano. And Aaron North does this weird solo with an octave pedal and then it kind of stops again then they go back to the song Mm -hmm. it is a faster more 
energetic version of the song, I think. Yes. Uh, also, we get really good, um, if you're a Tambo Trent fan. We do get a good Tambo. There's some good Tambo on this. But I wrote that bridge, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, It's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to hear him. I think it's just the, the, the transition because it is such a heavy. The rest of the song is so heavy. And then you have just that, just like on the album, that, that quiet transition to, I don't know. There's just something about it live that really, really works for me. Trent's not on guitar on this one, I'll point out. Josh Fries is playing a difficult beat really well, I thought. Mm-hmm. He's great on it. Uh, what do you think about the way Trent delivers the chorus lyrics? Because I, I put that it seems like he's vomiting them out. Because <laughs> it's like, if you didn't like the with the teeth on the album, it's it's more aggressive here. But I feel like it works uh, live more than it does on the album. Uh, I don't know. I can't Maybe. quite describe it. I can't put it into words but the live version of this works for me whereas the or at least this you know version um on beside you in time works for me a thousand times better than the um album version i guess in some ways i might like this better than the album version of the track but still not my favorite on this concert oh, i can't wait to hear what your favorite is Ooh, i don't even know if i know <laughs> Um, next? Uh, Wish. Trent puts his guitar back on (laughs) uh, to rock out. Mm -hmm. I wrote more smoke and strobes, please. (laughs) Strobes? And what color lights do we get on Wish? They're white. Mm -hmm. That's that's the way Wish has been coded. Wish. Since always. White lights on Wish. Um, Josh Fries really kills the beat on this one. And fuck yeah, it's Wish, what do you want? Yeah, I have a little star by I love Wish. It's, yeah, it's another one we always, we we hear it every show pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Freeze kills it. He kills the double kicks at the end, too. Can you explain to me why during Only, the next song, I wrote Gerard Way, question mark, question mark, and then made the little emoji man with the crying eyes? I don't know. Is it like is the, it Alessandro? the puppy dog eyes? Yes. Because for some reason you think he looks like Gerard Way? Um, he did here. Okay. There's a lot of uh, resemblance. This is the one where it starts with an intro that is not on the album. And is this what I, confused I didn't you recognize what it was. It's a cool little bass and guitar thing. But yeah, it's like it's like only but rock band version. I don't know how else to put it. With a little bit of synth by, by Alessandro. I liked the, the na 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 na. Now I know why. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that he yeah. adds a lot more na 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 nows? I said that it needs a tambourine in it, but Trent was too busy holding his guitar, so he couldn't. Mm-hmm. The the imagery is like a lot of pixely art projected onto all their faces. Mm-hmm. He says. Um, your fucking world, that is. <laughs> he adds the adds an extra fuck there. Gotta add the fucks. You know he likes to do that. I want bang for my buck. I want a lot of fucks in there. More fucks for your buck? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what you get when you buy a ticket to Men Live. That's right. 
Big Come Down. Ooh, okay. Okay, I have a put a star by star that by one. that. Yeah, I love the Big Come Down. Um, and I my only note was Trent's mic stand work is amazing. Oh, he's yeah, mm-hmm. he's really doing something with that mic stand, and he's he's going all he can't have a guitar on this one because he has to focus on vocal convulsions and utterances and just really giving it all to that mic stand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like the bridge vocals and the end, he's just, it's like he's having convulsions or something. Yeah. He's really doing something and making noises that aren't even, that are barely human. They're not words, but it's about, it's like, it looks like he's about to, about to bust, about to explode, you know? I don't know. I just, I love it. It's great. The big come down. Damn. This was an, this was also a favorite of mine in 2022. Not a lot changed other than the guitarist, but uh, North goes crazy on this guitar part. And I think they really got it, uh, got this one in line where they hadn't, when they tried it a little bit, I think on Fragility 1.0 and couldn't make it work. Oh, um, Alessandra gets to play auxiliary guitar on this one. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, yeah, I did. Because there's that extra guitar part. We don't have Trent, so Alessandro had to pick up the strings. Uh, but yeah, a late show banger for sure. And then we bring it down. Bring it way, way down. To hurt. Mm-hmm. Also a star by this one. Um, yeah, it's a great hurt. It really is a great performance. A little hurt. weird that it's not the final track, you know? It's not the final thing we hear, but I guess that's more a more recent. It was the final thing on And All That Could Have Been. Mm-hmm. Final thing in 2022 shows and many, many other shows. But uh, it's a pre-encore ender here. And it's just Trenton Piano by himself until the final chorus. Mm-hmm. I wrote solo res until end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, of course, a, a lovely crowd sing along. Yeah. Um, a lot I, of crowd shots in this mm-hmm. part as well. This is the Triple H uh, segment of the... Right. Triple H, but in a different order than maybe you're used to, maybe. This is where I saw... In all the crowd shots, a, a glow stick. Oh, yeah. You wrote glow stick? Yeah. And flip phones and a sidekick. This is where I saw the sidekick. But it sounds great. And yeah. the, the, those final three chords sound great. And then we're, we break for the encore. All right. And what's on the encore? Um, the Hand That Feeds, baby. Yeah. You thought they weren't going to play the hit radio single, <laughs> The Hand That Feeds? Um, it rocks. What do you think? Yeah, I have an asterisk by it, but I didn't take any notes, so I don't know what I was. That's really weird. Um, I just feel like the hand that feeds and had like a hole had a very chaotic feel that I liked a lot. Yeah, super big stadium rock feel to both of them mm-hmm. as well. Um, had like a hole gave us the Aaron North drum cam is what I called it. Uh, I think that's when oh. you get the... Uh, we get like from Josh Freese's POV. Yeah, like a jump scare almost. Right? Aaron, <laughs> Aaron North, North is jumps up on, the... on the kick drum. Mm-hmm. That's always scary for a drummer. It's like, are you going to break my kick drum? Uh, but no, he just he uses it as like a springboard to jump off of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and also had like a whole, also had uh, Alessandro and Aaron jumping on the keyboards. At right, they point. both get on it. I also saw Alessandro spit on this one. Alessandro. Our innocent little boy, Hoxalugi on stage. No, can't believe it. Um, Aaron North is doing a lot of things to his guitar cabinet, but he's, uh, before destroying it, he's doing a, a handstand on it. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking nuts. <laughs> they hired this guy to be an acrobat, basically. Um, I do like that you hear prominently when they jump on that keyboard, mm-hmm. you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you hear just all the keys being hit at the same time being mashed. And then at the end, I wrote that Aaron North assaults his speaker cabinet, destroying it, and then tossing it off the stage entirely. Probably falling on a security guy. Yeah, it definitely know. fell on a security. <laughs> the, Not in the crowd, just in the security area. He didn't hurt any fans. And this is another song that, like, like Wish is also flashing white light mm-hmm. coded and has remained that way through the years. Um, and that's, that's how the show ends with the destruction of a guitar cab, blinding white lights, mm-hmm. and screams. But yeah, pretty kick-ass version of Head Like a Hole. That's it, baby. Yeah, I um, guess my highlights for this, if we're going to talk about like our favorites, um, March of the Pigs was one, Burn, <laughs> uh, the three-track little intermission set of Eraser, right where it belongs and beside you in time, and then With Teeth, surprisingly. Uh, that is the shocker for me. Wish, uh, Hurt, and Hand That Feeds. If oh, I Big had, Come Down. Did I say that? Uh, big Come Down is oh, on yeah. there, too. Big come, big come Down and Burn were two f- faves for me. I feel bad like none of... Okay, right where it belongs. Maybe the only with, tree, with teeth track on here that is among like my top tier. Besides You in Time is really good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. So Burn was one of yours, and what was the other one? And big come down. Oh, okay. And eraser. Mm-hmm. So it's the the older ones, but the ones that are maybe slightly deeper cuts that really stand out to me as faves. I, I have some fun stats, just a couple fun stats. Okay. I wrote that there are twenty songs. I'm so dumb. Okay. Uh, songs from with teeth. There were eight songs from with teeth by my count. So eight out of nineteen. Mm-hmm. And songs where Trent plays guitar, 12 out of 19. A shockingly high percentage rate. How many tambos did we get? We only got like two or three. There's with teeth tambo. And I thought I left little marks whenever I saw tambo. If we had every day is exactly the same, we might have had some more tambo. But yeah, I don't remember seeing any other tambo. Not enough tambo. I'm yeah, taking need, it. needed more of that. Yeah. Should have had some on only. But okay, so that was our first first reactions to seeing Beside You in Time. I like it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, maybe Sacrilegious, I liked it more than And All That Could Have Been. Uh, I have a nostalgic attachment or whatever to that one, but... Yeah, I mean, on a technical level, in many ways, it is. I think it's better than that. But it had that one has so many fragile songs that I'm partial to. Yeah. 
Um, but this is also a, a different band, a mm-hmm. very different performance from Trent, mm-hmm. who's in a totally different state of mind. It's hard to compare the two for me. I like that they're so different. I don't want two concert movies that are the same. Uh, more muscular in every way across the board. I just think that uh, maybe if we'd watched this before we actually talked about with teeth, I might have different perspectives about some of the songs. But I think that the live versions of With Teeth songs work better for me than the album almost I think for every the most time. part that's true, yeah. Uh, and they, the ones they picked are really showcasing that. Like if they picked All the Love in the World, I think it'd be a different story. So that one I think they probably had trouble pulling off in rehearsals and that's why they waited so long to actually play it live. Same with Sunspots. I don't know why they couldn't make that one work. It seems like a straightforward rocker, but. Mm, Who knows? Okay. Okay. Um, I just want to read a little bit from Reznor about audience reaction during this tour. Mm. He said, the fact that I look in the crowd and I see teenage fans along with older fans that have been with me from the beginning, that feels great. I'm not trying to sound humbled, but when I came back, I didn't know how much time passed and how much things are different culturally than they were in the 90s. It's been a pleasant reception, and I'm grateful for that. I felt like Nine Inch Nails got much bigger than I ever dreamed it could get, and I told myself that the reason that happened was that at its core, it was honest and true, and luckily, it happened to strike a nerve with people. If I ever pandered to that, to the dollar or commercial sales, not listening to what the artist in me has to say, I think that's just death. Throughout my career... Throughout getting sick and disappearing for a while, I can sleep at night feeling like I've always done what I really thought was the best I can do, like it or hate it, but it never was for the wrong reasons. All right. Yeah. Do you want to read an one-star Amazon review? (laughs) Get a different perspective on this? Yeah, let's, let's see. Let's hear from the haters. Hold on. Let me... I found one that was really, really good. And hilarious. The okay. person's gripes were really funny. Um, but let me find it. By the way, you can get this for seventeen ninety seven on Blu-ray on Amazon right now. Ooh. Go get it. I kind of, I almost want the DVD just for the package, you know? Mm. Okay. So the actual rating on Amazon is 4.8 out of 5. So very good. Pretty good. The IMDB rating is 8.9 out of 10. Hmm. Um, but let's look at the one star review. I think there's a couple that are sometimes, uh, people just like to review the manufacturing here. Morby said first copy I got was scratched and skip second (laughs) copy after hassle returning. It didn't even have the disc in the box. (laughs) It was sealed. So it must be a manufacturing issue. Highly disappointed to say the list. That's what he says. (laughs) Damn. Uh, (laughs) On good side, Amazon refunded me without hesitation. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, not a review of the content so much. Here's one from Jay Tayo. They wrote, boring. (laughs) What? (laughs) They were bored? Yeah. If you have never, ever seen Nin Live, then this would be entertaining. However, I have. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It's a great show. But when I lay down money for a DVD, I want more than what I've already paid for when I saw the live show. Does he want the band to leap out of the screen and like Here's what he wants. He'll tell you. I mean, where is the behind-the-scenes look at Trent Reznor and oh all my. of his over-inflated ego-fueled shenanigans? Oh, shut Jesus Christ. This one goes in the recycling bin. 
Don't waste the money. Hell, go buy a Corn or Slipknot DVD. Even though musically, these guys aren't on the same level, they provide much more backstage slash behind the scenes entertainment. Not everything needs that. And that's usually so corny. Here's a one star from Devin in Canada. They said, this is a pirate (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. Amazon sent them the pirated Uh, copy. Nice. I think there was one in the three star range that was really. Okay. Yeah. So this one is a three star review from Still Broker. And it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it. (laughs) Their gripes are kind of funny to me. Okay. I am not a rabid Nine Inch Nails fan, or I suppose I would have nothing but the highest accolades for the live performance DVD beside you in time. But the reality of it is that the band has lost its edge. It is nothing fatal, but the intensity and compassion that the band put on stage for us with and all that could have been has clearly disappeared. Okay, I don't see that, but whatever. This is inevitable. Decadence does not escape even its most ardent critics, and Trent Reznor is no exception. If you are expecting something better or equal to their previous live concert DVD, then there are some things you should consider before purchasing or viewing beside you in time. One, the band has changed its look. (laughs) Then no longer have, I think they meant they, they no longer have the gothic and post-apocalyptic stage appearance. <laughs> the, is, he's on. talking about cornstarch. We didn't talk about cornstarch. This show doesn't have it. Not one cornstarch. And this guy's pissed. <laughs> Maybe that's why Trent is so sweaty. Their look is now more mainstream and preppy. Uh, preppy? Okay. I don't see Trent out there wearing Abercrombie, but okay. Maybe he's talking about... The button-down uh, bu- sleeveless shirt? Like, what is preppy? Maybe he's talking about Aaron North's jacket. Uh, that's not or preppy. Or Alessandra's jacket. That's not preppy. Do, this, I don't think this person knows what that word means. Maybe. Anyway. Two, Reznor injects politics into the show, which in my opinion is always an act of populist desperation okay. by an artist. No, I get, I get it now. This is a George W. Bush lover. <laughs> that's all they needed to say, but they won't come out and say yeah. that. Like most people. You don't have to have ESP to figure out that these guys are not Republican. <laughs> But on the other hand, I don't need it spelled out for me on a giant screen. Yeah, definitely. I prefer I, re- I prefer Republican bands like uh, Creed or uh, Stained. 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 Kid Rock. Stained. Kid Rock. Uh, uh, Buck uh, Cherry. I don't know their politics. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just guessing. Three. The band's performance leans. By the way, lean is spent is spelled L I E N S, which is not the correct okay. lean. Anyway, the band performance leans heavily on techno. Does it? Does it? Less than ever on this. In the previous live performance DVD, this was not needed. The band kicked ass and needed nothing but their instruments and energy. What is he even talking about? They try to fill in the gaps with visuals and other effects, but I feel that it fails to make up for their lack of passion. Four. The new material put out and performed on the DVD is not of the same high quality. Other than song number two, you know what you are. You are not missing anything. (laughs) Everything seems to sound the same and does not really carry or have any of its own identity. I don't know what this person is on. I don't know. This one is my favorite. Five. The band plays three ballads on this DVD. I don't think more than one per live performance is necessary. Oh, my God. This guy's such a nerd. So I need to figure out the three ballads are. Ballads. Hurt. I I know Right where it belongs. Something I can never have. Oh, something I can remember. Yeah, I can't forget about that. Sorry. <laughs> Ballads. <laughs> uh, there are some other details such as camera angle that lower the quality of this DVD, but mainly I'm just trying to warn anyone such as myself who may be expecting something that isn't there. If you are not a total rabid fan and you would know the difference between a great and mediocre performance, then you may just want to pretend that the band died in a plane crash and all we have okay. to remember them by is 
and all that could oh have been. Oh, my God. Fuck off. So this is someone who just hates with teeth. Someone who – and who possibly hates the band. <laughs> Probably hates Trent Reznor. Not sure why you're still clinging on to a fandom. Move on and listen to a different band. That's my advice. My advice to this guy in 2007, shame on you. Uh, this person just says, not like and all that could have been. Nope, it's not like it. That's this DVD is good. In fact, I graded it a bit low to counter the other five-star reviews. What? That's dumb. Fuck off. If you're a fan of Nin, you'll like it. If you've seen and all that could have been, you'd be able to tell that that DVD is better. The truth is, Nin's music is by no means cheerful. During the filming no? of And All That Could Have Been, Trent Reznor was not in good form. He was fighting off personal troubles, as most of his work in life has definitely shown. In his moments of turmoil, his turmoil shows in his music very passionately. With this DVD, Reznor is in good shape and healthy, which seems to make him a bit unable to connect to the anger which he himself wrote into the songs in the past. Bro. It's just a bit off. Trent being healthy is great. I'm a huge fan. I would never want him to suffer. But being as he is, it feels like he isn't really connecting to the songs. I... Did he watch a different performance yeah, than me? Yeah, I don't. He is in different a different shape, obviously, but I. Yeah. He seems as energetic as ever. While this performance is awesome, and the tour was even better, I went to a few shows. This recording isn't as good as and all that could have been, and the audio is even worse than being at those shows. Okay. So Live what? in person, standing there watching the show was one hundred percent flawless. This DVD just seems to not quite capture the feel of the show. So alone, this DVD is very good. Still gave it three stars. But when it comes to the music and all that could have been DVD is just a lot better. Also, a lot is two separate words. If you want to get an awesome Ninjo DVD, get and all. If you're a big fan, buy both. Both are worth the money. He's All right. Enough of these dorks. (laughs) Most of these people are just like not as good as and all that could have been. That's what most of these are. A weird take. I mean, I have nostalgia for it too, but it's, I don't know. It's hard to compare them. Man, this person, I'm not going to read this one. This one is uh, so long. But anyway. No, no, no time. Fun. Fun to read those Amazon reviews. Um, fun, uh, maddening, <laughs> insane. Yeah. So that's it. That's the last Halo for the With Teeth era. Oh, my Holy God. We shit. did it. We did it. I can't believe it. This might be my favorite Halo for the era. I'll have to think about that one, though. Don't. Hmm. don't. It's up there. It's up there. Don't quote me on it. I mean, it's a great concert film. What can I say? Yeah, it's yeah. up there. It's really good. Um, but I just want to do a quick coming up on mm-hmm. so we can what's next? let you know what's coming up. So there is going to be another bonus up. I've called it Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about uh, Jerome Dillon, John Malm, and leaving New Orleans. I almost said leaving Las Vegas, but (laughs) luckily I caught myself. No, not that. (laughs) Not Not that. that. Uh, He broke up with a city. He broke up with a city. Um, I think I have to research that one now. Am I supposed to lead that one? You said you would take over and lead more, but I can I'm going to have to start doing my research. Okay, maybe you can help. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear me lead an episode, get behind that paywall. (laughs) Uh, Then we will have one more episode for the With Teeth era. That's going to be the With Teeth wrap-up. So we'll try to cover things that maybe we missed or skimmed over. And we'll also have a nailed bag. So if you want to send any questions or thoughts that you have about anything from the with teeth era yeah. now is the time or if to do we it. missed anything from that era that you wanted us to talk about this is your last chance yeah so email nailed at gmail.com yep then after that 
uh, fingers crossed that there is no uh, natural disaster that calls my hero friend away, but we'll have a fashion mm. episode. Uh, that'll be our last episode for this era. Another fashion with Jess and Katie, and those are those are great episodes. <laughs> and I don't have to do them. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to do anything. So that's what's coming up in your feeds, in your bonus feeds, and in your and the your main, main feed. feeds. Then we're going to take a little break in February, just to start our year zero. Work research. on our alternate reality game. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back in March um, with uh, Patreon bonus episodes. Um, so we do have some patron requests that we're going to do in March. And then we have uh, a very special bonus episode, and I'll talk more about that on the Nailed Bag episode. Okay. Uh, so that's that's what's coming up. Uh, if you want twice the twice the amount of podcasts to listen to, patreon.com slash nailedpod. All of our stuff is at nailedpod.com. We are at nailedpod on the socials. Insta, X, I guess. <laughs> TikTok, even. Do tweets have a name now, or do people still call them tweets? Xs. I are they know. really Xs? No, they're still called tweets. I people call them know. Elons now. I just, <laughs> Musks. I, uh, I don't look at that site very much, but we're on there. We're even on TikTok, and we don't have very many followers or, or many posts. And a Discord for subscribers that's really fun. And a merch store. Mm-hmm. Nailedpod.com. Okay. Anything else, Jess? I think that's it. All right. Thanks for continuing to go on this journey with you. With us? Us? Yeah. I'm losing my ability to speak, so I better log off, sign off, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That's been our episode for this week. And didn't that make you feel better? 